Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 19 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. And today I am chatting with narrator Vanessa Moyen. Welcome to the Audiobook Podcast, Vanessa. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk to you. And then you'll be in Allure in September. So I'll get to, to hang out with you. And if we're doing the whole hugging thing, we'll do the hug thing. <laughs> oh, we're going to hug. It's going to okay, be great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm excited for all this, for this conversation to happen. Um, so why don't we start with having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating and how you got started? Sure. Okay, so I grew up in the wacky world of musical theater, and I actually have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in musical theater from Emerson College in Boston. Um, And when I graduated from college, I started doing voiceover on the side. So (laughs) even while moving from place to place, collecting regional theater credits in Oklahoma and South Carolina and New Hampshire and Indiana and California, I took my little microphone and my creepy cardboard box set up um, and moved it around with me and finally moved to New York City in 2012. Um, So, oh yeah, that reminds me, I'm coming up almost on 10 years in New York City. Wow. (laughs) Which is definitely something to celebrate. Um, Yeah, so after a few years, a few years after moving to New York City, musical theater and I weren't really getting along super well. Um, I was working five day jobs. I was sick all the time and I was sick of waiting in lines and maybe getting to sing eight bars of music before being cut off. And honestly, it took me a while to realize that I was actually pretty miserable and I was struggling to find the joy in the art form, which was one of the main reasons why I wanted to pursue musical theater to begin with. Um, so it wasn't until I got a tonsillectomy in 2015. So remember, I was always sick, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> specifically with strep throat. So the tonsillectomy was much needed. Um, and I had to find a different career focus while my voice finally healed, fully healed um, for singing. And it was during that time that I started to fall more and more in love with voiceover. And then I ended up leaving musical theater, you know and dove full force into voiceover and I haven't looked back. Um, yeah. Oh, and it, it took me a couple of years to build up a big enough uh, author and client base to finally quit all my day jobs and become a narrator and voice actor full-time. So that was in 2017. So I've been full-time for about five years now. Wow. You like even numbers, 10 years in New York, five, you know, multiples of fives. <laughs> right. This is, this is exactly when I had to talk to you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never again will we be that even. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and here you are over 250. I mean, I think Audible is saying 273, but we always know it's probably more than that between what's in production and what's coming out. Um, audiobooks later. And here you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And God, I've learned so much. <laughs> Well, that's, that's one of the reasons why I love chatting with you guys is because having, you know, an idea of, Hey, I think I can do this voiceover thing versus, Oh my God, this is what voiceover is. And then, you know, improvement on your own processes and what you've done and what you learned is just fascinating conversations. 
Yeah. And, you know, people that are, cause a lot of people think it's like, oh, I've been told I sound good. And so I'm just going to sit here and talk. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and the good thing about the, the, I think the beautiful thing about actors too, is we mm-hmm. have this like gift slash curse of self-evaluation. So you're constantly giving yourself notes and trying to improve upon, you know, um, how you can tell the story better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's I think it's fascinating. I love talking to people about it too. Yeah. So you've been let's say you've cast for a book. You got the notification that you've been cast, and now you're pro- you're given the manuscript. What's that prep process look for you? Um, yeah. So I start reviewing the manuscript, which means I I skim it and I take notes on um, all the circumstances, the characters. Um, the setting and any voice quality notes that I need to do throughout the performance. So like he growled, she screamed, she whispered. Um, so I mark the whole text up um, with notes, highlight the characters, different colors. And then if I'm working with my indie authors, I send a big fat pre-production email filled with all kinds of questions and goodies um, such as character samples and pronunciation questions and links to um, Dropbox folders and, and all that. So the prep process, I usually do, I'm usually prepping a book while I'm narrating another one and closing out another one. So they all kind of overlap. It's hard to say how long it takes me to prep a book, um, but I would say probably like one work day to review oh. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that that process has gotten significantly easier as oh, yeah. progress because I'm sure the first time that you're going, um, yeah, pink for this and purple for that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, everything that I, all of my systems in place have been uh, built specifically because I've like been burned. So like the character <laughs> samples, I once recorded like a 12 hour book and then I had a uh, rights holder say, oh, I really hate the way this, that you voiced this lead character. Can you go back? And I was like, oh, and he, cause he was one of the lead characters. And I'm like, well, yes, all the creative ways to say fucking hey, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, and then pronunciations, the same thing happened. I like had missed something and then I got feedback that I, you know, um, did not pronounce something the way that they heard it in their head. Mm. So, um, yeah. And I mean, this is, like I said, I've learned a lot since, <laughs> since I started. Now, now being doing this now for, you know, for five years, um, and having a process and stuff like that, do you, prefer it or really to have that moment of like, oh yes, when an author actually gives you this stuff in advance without you having to ask for it. Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you just made my, and they got, I have, oh, I love these authors. They send me this beautiful like spreadsheet of all the things and like vocal notes and um, summaries of each. I'm like, oh my God, I could kiss you right now. Well, there's, there's themes to have been two camps of when it comes down to producing an audiobook. There's some that are completely hands off with the author, like, okay, thanks for, for wanting to do the audiobook with us. We got it from here. And then they cut off communication sometimes between the narrator mm. and the author. And I know that's also very old school and also maybe still prevalent in the like 
five, you know, the, the big five production, you know, houses. Right. Right. And right. now that you guys are a bit more in the wild, um, <laughs> it's, it's come to be known. And in conversations that like, there's a lot of easier things to go by. And when the author provides this stuff, now the production companies are asking it on behalf of the narrators and then handing it over to you guys or the author right. hires the narrators because they're doing it on their own without a production company. And they're like, here you go. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I always feel like a little, it definitely gives me those like first day of school nerves whenever I work with a big publisher and they don't, and I don't get that kind of communication beforehand. So I'm like, okay, like, you know, because writers, they spend so long with these stories and it's their, like, it's their child. And I come in here and I'm like, one business day. <laughs> through prepping and here's here's what I got my first impression of this chick was this and then you know that's how I'm gonna do the voice or whatever so Mm -hmm. it's it's always a little scary when they leave us to our own devices yeah (laughs) but I also but also it must be helpful to be told okay there's this one character that's gonna pop up in chapter four and chapter eight yeah and she's very happy and go lucky and stuff like that but do not make her valley girl because she's actually the heroine in book seven exactly (laughs) yes and that's exactly right I love it yeah they don't want to listen to the whole book of valley girl <laughs> yeah or 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 the opposite to like if it's a guy and you're doing doing narration or solo narration and you, he it's like he decided to do it this deep down growly i'm hurting my throat but he only has four lines kind of a tone mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he's the oh hero in book five <laughs> <laughs> wow you know it so well <laughs> yeah i've um there's been some conversations with narrators and authors regarding this stuff and um and also by listening to it as a listener you kind of um realize in most cases traditionally when it comes down to series they'll try to hold on to the same uh, narrators for the whole book yeah you know, for the whole series and that's great especially when the when the couple has multiple arcs so multiple books over an overall arc i'm okay yeah. I, I don't know if it's a popular opinion or unpopular opinion i'm okay with switching up narrators when um the books hero and heroine the couple is different than the original yeah i you know me too i totally agree with you and i don't i mean i'm not trying to put myself out of a job here but like (laughs) i have a couple series that i'm working on where you know every four three or four books they switch the heroine and i'm like are you sure i literally email them and i'm like are you sure you still want me are you Mm -hmm. sure are you sure I can recommend somebody else for you? <laughs> well, because I do think it helps tell the story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not only that, but I think too, if it, it happens and all of a sudden in, in book eight, it's been four different couples. So, you know, one book, you know, kind of a thing. And they're all having dinner together at the dinner table and they're all having conversations and you're going, oh, mother of Christ. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because your range can only go so much. And then how you try to differentiate and obviously you have the notes, but still having to go back and listen. Right. There's a lot that goes into it. And especially if they don't have like distinct accents or um, <laughs> you're like, okay, so this person has a list. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Great. Thanks. <laughs> cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's a, again, it's a, I think authors are starting to learn um, what works for them and their stories. And also sometimes even the fan, you know, the fandom as far as what they like, and people are starting to like go into more duets as well as because of that. And, 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 mm-hmm. you know, multicast when it comes down to those bigger books with multicast. I love duet. I love multicast. Yeah. They're so fun to listen to. Oh, yeah. have you done any that are like that in those styles? Yes. Yeah. 
And they're not, I, I, I mean, like, I think they're more fun to listen to than they are maybe to do because especially, <laughs> um, do, yeah, I mean, it, cause you're not really listening. You're not in the studio with them. We're all recording by ourselves and, um, you know, they don't, they don't even really send us the final production. So it's, it's, it's definitely more fun to listen to. It's more cohesive mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 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 I can only imagine too, when it comes on to produce, first of all, getting everybody's schedule availability. I know I've done that from a production manager perspective. That was fun. Not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you have to do a spreadsheet to figure out what everybody's availability is and what aligns and color code, you're going, okay. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I got this. I got this. But yeah, also how do you, you even know, do that? <laughs> practice and patience, lots of patience and maybe a I was going to say, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Something hard. None of this wine crap. Yeah, no, no cocktails here when you're doing scheduling. Hell no. Um, <laughs> but when the final product is done, it's amazing. And it's probably a little mm-hmm. um, weird on your end, if you're, especially when you're doing duets, that you're only getting your end of the stuff. I mean, unless you're doing the whole right. prep of the whole book. And then you kind of know where some of this stuff is going, but still. You're going, dude, really? I don't know what's going on. But here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially like sex scenes or whatever. And you're like, huh. Okay. <laughs> it's like saying every other line. And you're like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I mean, it's, it's romance. Um, and uh, it, so have you gotten used to doing the sex scenes when it comes down to, you know, the narrations, the stuff that you've done so far? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say like used, I guess, I think desensitized is probably a better word okay. for it. Um, I mean, I never really read, I I guess like I read romance, but not really, um, more explicit, like for fun, I mean, Mm -hmm. um, before. So it was definitely new to me when like the words were coming out of my mouth and I'm like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, I think I've stopped like blushing, um, whenever a scene comes up. And anyway, I'm just by myself in the closet. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's been stories that uh, some narrators have shared, but they've had to go into a studio. And I know one in particular likes to fuck with their engineer and oh we'll, my God. We'll, we'll say some of the lines and just look at the engineer and smile. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so bad. I love it. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. As yeah, because it is red. like a little... Yeah. I mean, audiobooks are so intimate, right? Like they're not, it's not meant to be like performed. (laughs) So yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh yeah. Well, you have to have fun with the gig, you know? Yes, exactly. Otherwise why do anything? You have to have fun. Right. And also like, there should be no shame in it. Everybody Mm -hmm. does it. Right. Yep. I mean, I guess not everyone, but like most people can relate to these experiences anyway. So, you know, there's nothing shameful about I don't think anyway. No. Yeah. And I think it's how opened up lines of communications between mm-hmm. couples and even discovering that you may have a kink, not realizing that it was a kink. Right. Right. And, then, and learning that there are certain things that you like, or you want more of, and then also being able to have that conversation with your partner. Right. Exactly. And I think in other cultures, it's so much more acceptable to talk about sex and to be open yes. And for some reason in the U.S., we're still pretty conservative about all that stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just one of those, like, what do you mean? You you know, there's other cultures that are having wine at the age of 14 and smoking. And there's there's all these other different things that happens. But I think that it's definitely getting better when it comes down to those types of conversations, especially within the community. So that's always fun. 
And it's good yeah. to see that moving in that trajectory of having it be a positive versus such a negative taboo, fate to block. We're not talking about that right now, kind of a thing. Right. When in reality, like I said, everyone does it. So like, what's mm-hmm. the, you know, what's the big taboo there? Mm-hmm. I've actually, I've heard from listeners too, that they're like even embarrassed, you know, at the park, the meeting other parents or whatever. And they're like, oh, what do oh, you like to read? What do you like to read? And they're like, um, uh, <laughs> and they're even like scared to say, you know, what they enjoy reading or what genre it's like, okay. Well, that's you why know. you have to HR it. You have to right, HR exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> And that's and then right. Dig a little deeper and be like, wait, so let me, what title are you reading? Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's about this heroine that is self-discovering what her likes are and, and, and knowing that she can be independent and things like that. And there is also this thing about, you know, not being animal, to, you know, cruel to animals and stuff like that. So you're reading a shifter. Yeah. Uh- yeah. <laughs> and this is why they pay you the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can HR anything. <laughs> we could all it, use one of you in our pocket. <laughs> oh yeah. It's all about the, it's, it's all about that. I've learned too, because I've been that listener. I've been that reader mm-hmm. that, you know, people have seen me or they know they're like, Oh, what are you reading now? And I'm like, hmm, I don't know about this. So it's telling them, <laughs> you know, telling them what it is about the story that I love, you know, and, and what the characters are like. And then there just also happens to be some spicy sex scenes or some spicy dialogue. And I think too, that's where there are two camps in within romance. You have those that are more, the readers and the listeners that are more into the smut, which is nothing wrong with that. And and they will devour those books. But the first thing they talk about is how spicy things are. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have the other camp in where they're telling you that the story plot is is great, the development of the characters and stuff like that. And then, and by the way, it's, spicy and good you know so those right, are like, right. like where do you go first and that's kind of I also say it's like well if you're going to introduce me to something and you know me which one you, which route are you gonna go with <laughs> so yeah that's yeah, all you gotta exactly. do yeah if yeah the playmates at the park and you may want to go with the story plots <laughs> <laughs> right and, like yeah <laughs> <laughs> until you get to know them better and you know like oh girl it's a 10 out of 10 <laughs> Right. Exactly. We'll have yeah. some wine. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, it's all about knowing your audience. You, know, you got to read the room. Mm-hmm. Got to read the room. Just like you're reading the book. Got to read the room. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So when it comes down to these characters and they have, I mean, it's no longer the traditional, a lot of the POV is just the heroine and then the hero pops in or there or the vice versa. But there's always these, the best friend and the enemies and the, the pack and this and that, depending on the genre. How do you go about selecting how the characters are going to sound aside from getting to that description of he has a growly voice or she has a, a, you know, a pecky, you know, peppy voice kind of a thing with the tones and stuff like that. How do you go about that process? Um, yeah, so I took some, I took a good amount of animation classes. Um, and one of the interesting things that I find that is a good crossover between the two niches in voiceover is that in animation, you're supposed to, or one of the techniques is to make your face look like the cartoon character. If you have like a mock-up of them. So if they have really big eyes, then you open your eyes really big, or if they have, um, a really like, a pinched nose, then you kind of scrunch your, you know? So reading physical descriptions of the characters helps me kind of develop or create a voice around that. And sometimes you're not that lucky. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you don't have that. Sometimes you, they have no, you know, if they're from the South, cool, or they're French or they're this or they're that, you can kind of 
put an accent or a dialect on it if you don't have the physical. Um, but for the most part, I watch and pick up and mimic a lot. And I've been doing this my whole life. And like, I think a lot of actors, um, and have written down a lot of character references from my own life and from TV shows or from, you know, my neighbor, don't tell him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and have, uh, created characters. And then I have a little repertory cast of characters that I can cast. Um, so when I read a book, I'm like, oh my gosh, miss, uh, wow, now I really can't use full names, but yeah, so-and-so would be great, great in this, in this book or so-and-so would be great. Oh man, this description matches exactly my third grade teacher. Perfect. So, um, that's kind of how I go about it. Yeah. It's always fun. I think, especially, um, when some of the authors will share that, that, um, you know, that they have a partner and that their partner was like, so, so I'm the hero, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, the authors are like, yes, honey, yes, you are the hero. Yep, or yep, there you go. Um, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that some narrators that have you know partners and stuff like that will probably be like, oh, are you making him sound like me because I sound so hot? Yeah, dear, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a thousand percent you. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, that's <laughs> uh, that's who I was envisioning, baby. That's who it was. <laughs> ah. um, oh, gotta love it. Um, you mentioned- and we just keep laughing. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's just one of That's those right. things where you kind of wonder, like, no, ain't not everything's about you, and mm-hmm. uh, and we also like some, like, you know, um, diversity. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I know I may make you the villain one day because you were being an asshole. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, fun times. Oh, spouse, you know, partners are always fun. Um, but you had mentioned about giving the characters the, the accents and stuff like that based on, you know, what information you're given. What is um, your favorite accent to perform? Um, right now, I think it changes from time to time. I went through like a Scottish phase that I was really excited about. <laughs> my, <laughs> my husband wanted to strangle me. He was like, what is happening? And I'm like, it's cool. Like, it's totally fine. Right now I'm really into Southern. And in one of the books that I'm working on, it's um, specifically Appalachian or Appalachian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to learn this accent. One of the authors, like best friends, the character was based on her. And so she sent me a ton of samples that I studied. Um, so that one, that character is super fun. That accent is what I'm really, mm-hmm. or the dialect is what I'm really into right now. Cool. So you're actually <laughs> walking around the house with a Scottish accent and you're saying all these things and he's like, stop. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, when you have a kid, you're like, you're doing wacky things anyway with a kid. Like you might as well just add an accent, you know? That is true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Why not? Yeah. Uh, but especially, there's, but there's also some accents that you're going, oh, please no, um, or that they're difficult, or there's just one thing that you just can't do because it's how they pronounce, you know, like I'm, my top of line is like in Spanish, how we roll the R sometimes some people can do that. Yeah. Some people can't. So when it comes down to accents, what's the hardest for you to perform? Oh, I had the two hardest recently what, that I was recently thrown was Egyptian Mm-hmm. and Belgian because Belgian is tough because they have like a French influence, but you can't go too French with it. And Egyptian is like, well, what the F is that even sound like? I know. Ugh. Actually, my husband's barber is Egyptian. I should, I should have gone <laughs> over and been like, Hey, Marcelo, 
<laughs> Talk to me. Yeah, just keep talking. Um, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hit record. Don't worry. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, hey, he'll have a new side hustle, you know, right, right, provide right. some audio samples of words with an Egyptian accent. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, a guy, you know, you know, I know a guy. Oh, <laughs> my your, God. Exactly. Your narrators. Yeah. Well, it's, right. it, there's certain things that you just can't find online and also or they're, they're more of the character version and you don't want that. And it's like, oh. mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. I can imagine it's hard. But then even yeah. some of the local ones, like the Boston accent is hard i know people are like no will not touch the boxing accent with like a 10 foot pole yeah boston is well after living in new york i could do it really well when i lived in boston but now living in new york i feel like every time i try and do boston it just slips into new york so (laughs) it's close they're they're so close they're just not quite but they're so different (laughs) no absolutely um i went to boston about maybe almost 20 years ago and and okay I start, I, I'm the girl that can pick up the accent. So if I'm anywhere near one after two or three days, there's something in, in the tone of my voice that the accent gets picked up on. Yes. And, and the one word that I cannot stop ever after 20 years is ka. So I always say I'm going to go to the ka. And I had to car. purposely bust out with them going to the car. <laughs> so I had to stop. The for the car. Car. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get the car. <laughs> Oh, it's so fun though. Yeah, that, <laughs> that one word that I'm not getting paid to say is fun. But if I would ever get to do it, and like A would never happen because I'm not a narrator. But if I were to ever get hired to do something, no, 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 no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll do the word. Yes. You know? <laughs> and but. you know what? Those, there are so many weird. I don't know if other narrators that you've spoken to have, have also uh, d- complained about this, but there are certain things that I didn't even know that I said wrong until I became a narrator. And I'm like, wait, <gasps> what? How do you say Jaguar? I say Jaguar. I've been saying Jaguar for over 30 years and no one's been saying anything to me about it until finally I get 250 pickups. <gasps> and I'm like, yeah! Jaguar? <laughs> Jaguar. Jaguar. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> You don't know what you don't know. And uh, you know, the, that's the difference too when it comes down to, yes, that's how anybody would pronounce it, but this is also where dialect comes into play. Right. And, right. and people are now realizing that because of things like audiobooks. And, and because, you know, while we're always global, conversation right. isn't always. And yeah. how sort of say certain words, like I always say, you know, Jaguar. You know, but I also know that if you want to add more of that, you know, Jaguar, you may start getting a little bit more fancy, you know, through certain <laughs> things like that. <laughs> That's the only way I'm going to say it. Jaguar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it then goes straight into something else, right? <laughs> yeah. Just long and slow. Yeah. Jaguar. Yeah. But no, thanks to TikTok and, and the narratives are on there. There's how this ongoing um, almost, I want to call it a series of words that I've discovered that I've been saying wrong for my entire life. And that's what that, oh you know, go bust out with that. Yeah. And there are words wow. that are like, I've never even heard of before. And, and, you know, and then others that I'm like, no, that, that's kind of how the South says it, but then the North is different. So if your character right. is from the South, then that's the right pronunciation. Right. <laughs> right. But stick with it. I'm sorry. They had to do 200 and something pickups. That sucks. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not the first time, unfortunately. Oh, the other one too was Arc Arc. I still have to look this up every time. Archangel and Archdemon. So oh. one is with the C H and one is with the K. 
mm-hmm. which makes me sound like a total ding dong bareface. But like, honestly, I, I really do have to look it up every time because it just, just not words that you would say in normal life, Mm-mm. you know? Yeah. Nope. There's still some words that even like, even before we started recording officially, like I even asked how, you know, the pronunciation of the, the last name was because I think one way and the way that you may choose to say it is completely different. And so that's where that lines of communication authors and narrators works. works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's those little things that can make her, you know, make it a great day or "Mm, damn it day. But yeah. Yep. mm, The gig is a gig. Um, Yep. And you're like, cue the whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, again, you got to have some fun with it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Those are, that's a different conversation of after you've had to do those pickups and the whiskey has kicked in that you do that TikTok and saying, I did it. I did it. And then you say it wrong anyways. Um. (laughs) That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You've done a variety of different genres um, and romance. I've always said that it's like romance is the umbrella term with the subgenres underneath it being the different, you know, subgenres. <laughs> I usually explain that a lot more eloquently. Uh, <laughs> umbrella term is a romance with all the different subgenres underneath it being, you know, romance, but PNR and contemporary and Omega versions of that. Do you have a favorite subgenre to perform? I, yeah, I really like fantasy, I guess. I like listening to, you know, real romance, but I think fantasy is probably my favorite. And I really like those just like desperately romantic, especially, I don't know, something really gets my jollies off about fairies. I really like the fairy world. And I think that that's something about like childhood me just loving to imagine fairies everywhere. Um, So specifically, yeah, that's what I really like. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, that has been very popular as of late. And then the, mm-hmm. how they divide the the different you know communities within the fairy world and the phase and all this stuff. And you're like, damn, they really went deep detailed in there. And then you I realize, know, right? yeah, that all this time as a kid, you're going pretty wings. And uh, <laughs> right, and you're like, God, you have to be careful what you promise them, okay? Yeah, no and now you're like, facts. yes. <laughs> and now you're like, don't touch that. That's enough. Go away. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. See, there are lessons to be learned in books, like audiobooks and, and romance. Um, is there right. a, a genre that you have yet to narrate in that you want to narrate in? Um, probably like, I guess like, cla- you know, I've never really narrated in classic fiction and I think it would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, the, you know, the stuff that I kind of grew up loving like Anne of Green Gables and Little Women oh, um yeah I I think that those would be really really fun to read again as an adult and even mm-hmm. more fun to narrate mm-hmm. yeah those classes are always great um mm-hmm. I'm all for we um you know having someone else come pick up the reins but just don't 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 change it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know well unfortunately it's not really modern so it's probably going to sound brand spanking new <laughs> But I mean, there's, there's a classic, there's a, there's a, there's something about it when it just stays the same and mm-hmm. something, especially something I like agree. Anna Green Gables or Little Women where it, there's nothing too, too controversial, uh, a la, you know, um, the Breakfast Club 1980 stuff. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, don't touch it. 
Yeah, but at the the same time, for as controversial as some of that stuff is now, but was no big deal then, at the same time, I'm going, don't touch it. Uh, (laughs) Mm, Yeah. yeah. Make it, make it, be inspired by it. Don't touch it. (laughs) It's like, even like Netflix did a a persuasion by um, Emily Dickens recently with, uh, with the actress. And so I watched it. Reviews have been mixed, to say the least. Um, yeah, but I also think it's how you go about it. I knew I was not going to be watching PBS, you know, you know, marathon of Jane Austen um, or Emily Dickinson right. and stuff like that. So I, I knew that I was not going into that to begin with. So that was okay. It was yeah, nice. it was cute. It was okay in the background. Yeah, it's tough <laughs> when you have this whole you have this whole thing that shaped such a huge part of who you are as a person and you see the wrong interpretation of it or wrong to you right doesn't feel like home and you're like what (laughs) yeah well did you watch the Anna Green Gables with um that was on PBS years ago with um Morgan Megan what is Megan Follows yes Megan Follows yes did you love that did you like that I loved it that was the one that I grew up with and then this newer version it was it's hard. Like a, it's serious. Yeah, I I tried so hard because they they really are telling a different story than yeah. You know, they're focusing more on. It seems so much darker. Yeah. I don't know. Or I just wanted Megan just, follows. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, that's my Anne Shirley. Um, exactly. And but then when I so I was I was intrigued and excited about it at first because I'm like I love the story. And then as the seasons you know pro- the season progressed, season one, I was going hmm, so that different and and you Mm -hmm. try to keep with it and then after that you're like no I'm good for now I'll just wait until it's all the series and I'll just been watch it and and then at the end the way that it ended I was like no wait what no I want more and I'm going it's still not Megan Follows Uh, yes (laughs) so how is that it's crazy it is it is again it's one of those things that's iconic you know like you were saying you grew up with that that is what you know and that's what you adhere things to and compare things to and mm-hmm. it was so well done if you guys have not watched the anna green gables that megan follows does it is fantastic and it's the three books i think they did um how can you watch it now i don't even know we had it on vhs uh so did i um <laughs> <laughs> i'm like how can we watch it i wonder if there must be some kind of streaming or download it there. has to be something i mean even good old pbs must have something hold on let me see i know green gables <laughs> there we go yeah and they also came out while, while you're searching well they also came out with um the newer little women too and that yeah. one i was like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's just all these things and uh and people try to put a new spin or they try to make it more modernized so the, the mm. you know so the younger folks can get to it but not realizing mm. that the younger folks sometimes prefer the vintage <laughs> and the antique mm-hmm. yeah you know uh, you know well, and their classic stories too yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so right. amazon does have it on dvd all right yeah <laughs> now we have to get a dvd player <laughs> yeah well, you know, uh, yeah, that's the thing that I would say, well, com- uh, I'm like, wait a minute, most computers nowadays don't have a DVD drive. Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think, we- well, we have Xbox here, so maybe we can use it yes. on that. Yes, it is okay. one of the perks about having gamers in the house is that you mm-hmm. always have a way to watch these movies that are that's you right. know, DVD stuff. But again, I'm sure it'll be streaming somewhere. Some anniversary will come up again and, you know, it'll get popular and it'll get, re- you know, recent, you know, 
Look, we're stories. making it popular right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> totally. I mean, seriously, it's, 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 again, it's a classic it's done, but the acting is done so well. And I think that that's mm-hmm. also too where audiobooks come into play is that acting that you guys provide. It's not an over the top thing. I don't need to have the, the, the guns are blazing and the thundering in the background though. Sometimes those are kind of nice when you have a full on mm-hmm. production, but when you guys are getting emotionally almost, it seems that you guys are emotionally attached to the character Mm-hmm. And you're able to project what that emotion is that, that to the listener. It's just fantastic when you guys are able to do that. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why we love the audio so much is that you're. That's one of the reasons I love audio. When yeah. I, when you really feel a narrator getting so intimately attached, it's just, oh, it's such a cool experience as a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's almost like they're telling you their story, which is yeah. really cool. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, and have you been at that point now um, where just you got to stop either because you have the giggles because it's so damn funny? Um, the yeah. Story, not because you're not your blooper. Um, <laughs> that's a different. Yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or so emotional that you're crying because the character is going through something. Have you gotten? Yeah, point definitely. And, you know, there's a couple different camps on that or schools of mm-hmm. thought, right, where you keep recording through the tears, you keep. You know, you can always mm-hmm. go back um, or you can stop. I don't know. I've actually heard it done. You know, I've heard it done where you can hear the tears at the at the edge there, but they're not full on sobbing, you know, and I, 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 I like it as a listener. I mm-hmm. think it's like, I think it's honest. Yeah. Or after an interview, you bust the, you know, you find out that no, they weren't crying at all. I'm like, damn, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're like, yeah. you no, got me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But it's, I also, the, when, when the, the, the text can make you emotional to the point where you're producing the tears or the laughs, you know, mm-hmm. I think that also speaks a lot to the story and the writing. Totally. And I think that's, that's the other reason that I like to skim it instead of read it. I used to read it really intricately in the beginning when I first started each of the stories. And now once you kind of learn the formula of romance, fantasy, that genre, YA, um, or a new adult or whatever it is, they, um, they all have very similar formulas. And once you kind of learn that it's easier to follow along the story. Um, but I find that if I skim it versus reading it all, then I can emotionally engage better because it's almost like a surprise in some parts. I'm like, Oh my God, that's the nicest thing they've ever said to me, but it's not really me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And those the things hit harder, right? Well, there's also like you were saying to, to to camps too. When it comes down to the prep work, I know some narrators that do cold reads. They don't prep it at all, mm. with the exception of getting the information that they have a Russian accent, for an example. You know, wow. and then some because they want to be surprised. They want to be the if they're the villain. Yeah. They, don't want, they don't want to purposely give something away in chapter one that you're not going to learn. You know, because you're the villain, you automatically, oh, you know, he says something in a specific way that you're going, huh. maybe he's the villain, you know, because there was a tone in the voice. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. other, and then other narrators are like, oh, hell no, I am Google spreadsheeting that shit from day one. <laughs> so, yeah. And then the yeah. in between. So it, it's, 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 it's interesting. And I always find it fascinating how that works. And it works for some, it works for others. And uh, I'm always like, you do you, boo. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Now I'm really, I'm really curious to hear. Like some of my favorite narrators, I'm curious to know if they do surprise cold reads or if what their prep work is like, because yeah, huh. 
That's interesting. No, I, there's no way I would go in with a cold read. I have to know where I'm going. Yeah. Well, I'm well, just going to get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a planner, so I would have to know. So I hear you. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's one thing to get in the car and just drive in one direction. Oh, look, there's a home goods. I'm going to stop by their Halloween sections out. Um, but it's, right. you know, versus something like a book that I'm getting paid for and it's taking time. Yeah, no. Um, exactly. I'm a exactly. planner. I am planning that shit out. <laughs> Same. Same. We'll plan together. Okay. Oh, perfect. We're good. <laughs> the dynamic duel now that we've become. <laughs> All right, we're gonna watch Megan Falls and then we're gonna plan the next time we're gonna <laughs> Yeah, let's totally have a, a viewing party. But here's the other thing too. Um, I would be the friends and the person that would bust out with. So um Vanessa, I need you to record your outtakes because they're funny. And uh and I know that sometimes people don't do that because the idea of wanting a it's a vulnerability, you're showcasing a mistake that happened, but sometimes you guys are hilarious on the flubbing of it all. And, you know, oh, yeah. I think tends to TikTok. I mean, like, I know like Gary for long for me, I'm like, Oh, there we go, Gary. Cause he's hilarious on, you oh know, when gosh, it comes down yeah. to some of that and the other words that are, you know, they come up with the fuckity fuck, 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 fucks after, you know, <laughs> so, right, right, right. <laughs> so do you record or do you keep those for, you know, just for fun? I know some people will record them and keep them. Others share them. Some do not. Uh, I wish I did. I really wish I did, but I do punch and roll. So they just kind of disappear into the ether. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's funny too, because there, if it's such an interesting job, because if there's anything else going on in your mind, you see, you know, pencil Mm -hmm. and it looks like penis. And then, you know what I mean? Like, there's like, (laughs) there's a fine line between like, you know what you see on the screen and what's in your mind and you're like oh well that's not where it goes that's like it's not right <laughs> go back yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> okay focus Vanessa okay we're yeah. back and and that just does not happen in the booth as I am scrolling through my Facebook feed a couple of days ago I think it's gonna be about a week ago um an ad for a back to school Walmart comes out and it's of course usually they will hit the the college levels you know because kids going mm-hmm. away for college or this emotional thing for parents and mm-hmm. it said dorm and some reason I read dom and <laughs> <laughs> you're like huh okay <laughs> yeah I, I might need a planet cleanser if this is where I'm going <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Right. Yeah. So thank God for punch and roll, but it's not yeah. a live record, right? I know. I hence this is why I don't do. If people have asked me like, Viv, why don't you do like these chats with the authors and then everybody's live? I'm like, are you kidding? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> like a no, terrible no. idea. Terrible idea. No, no. I th- there will be things that get edited out for the safety of both our concerns and everybody else, and right. and stuff like that. But it's uh, it can be fun at the same time. But yeah, those uh those lovely poopers and what we see and what we hear and then what we say oh my goodness thankfully I I didn't I wasn't doing anything in public that I had to read that out loud and you know kind of a thing so right right but it still takes you you back it still takes you back when you're going wait what uh (laughs) (laughs) what did I just say wait did I just say that and then you have to go back and you're like I did I did just say that that. (laughs) I I, I don't know why I read dom instead of dorm Um, but okay yeah Mm -hmm. so what i i am curious about like a a proof listener's job too because i mean not curious enough to actually do it but like they have to painstakingly go through and comb out and see whatever 
whatever mistakes we've made throughout the recording process. And there's always one in every book that I don't catch. And they put like a little smiley face next to it. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) what have I done? But I imagine them rolling and also maybe judging. So (laughs) as a proofer, um, there are moments where I will, it's so slight. And this is also where I, I, from a perfectionist perspective, I'm like, okay, how big of a deal is this? I mean, I know what he said and I know what he meant. And actually there was a, here's a perfect example. It was the text said, did not in two words. And the narrator read it as didn't. Right. So what do you do? What do I do? I'm like, at the end of the day, message gets across just fine. You know, but yeah. I, I, I err on the, in that case, I err on the side of caution saying, if you want to do something about it, this is what, it, this is what the book said in the script. Yeah. This is what was said. Y'all decide. That's and, right. Totally and the author, fair. and I thought, okay, well maybe in some cases, some authors will be like, no, that is not the words that I used, you know, and I, they know. Might, and I, know. I know, but in this case, they're like, it's the same thing, Viviana. Why would you I go? I'm not going to assume anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what they say about assuming. I said, after the both of you mean not gonna happen. Mm-mm. Um, and then there's been times too where I put the book and 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 I'm like, where did the British go? Because <laughs> like you're supposed to have a British accent, dude. And it just slid off. <laughs> oh no, yeah. And that's why you that's why you get in the car with directions. Yeah. <laughs> you're halfway through the book and you're like, wait, what? She she's Spanish? That's crazy. Oh yeah. Oh, in this case, it was one of those where it was, I'm trying to remember. I think he was making fun or something or he was a British character and he started off fine. But after like a couple of you know, sentences, it just came off. And at the very end, it just completely fell off. So you're like, oh, mm, it's too obvious. And again, oh, no. totally up to the, at this point, I'm going, I noticed it. I'm writing it down. What you all do with it. It's on you, boo. And I'm yeah, you know, that's all we can do. Sometimes they'll they'll do it and they'll take it. And they're like, no, we got to go back. And depending also on the narrator, and if they're right or not, they might do it. They might not do it. Anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why you visibly like you visibly cringe. Actually, I can't see you, but if I could see you, I'm sure when I said 250 pickups for Jaguar, <laughs> you were like, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. that sucks even ha- I mean it's bad for me but it sucks even harder for you and yeah. the editor placing him back in yeah at this point I'm probably going just co- you know control f search jaguar highlight all <laughs> yeah exactly I-, I love you Vanessa but we're gonna do them all because I'm not I'm not I can't uh <laughs> right right and I'm like I can't with myself I'm gonna re-record the whole book Oh, not. Oh, (laughs) I know. I know. But that's still, I mean, like even with, okay. So even as something as, as for me, I I, I love my podcast. I take it serious. It's for me. It's like, I take it as serious as as if it was a pain gig. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also know that it's not an audiobook. There's a difference. And mm-hmm. when I make mistakes and I'm like, oh, I can't say it right now. Um, I don't want to take up your time. So I'm going to edit it differently at a different file and things like that. I'm always like, it doesn't sound the same. How do you guys make it sound the same? Um, <laughs> yeah. as, as, as if there was no editing out of that Jaguar, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot of prep. For me, at least, I used to edit... I mean, I tried to prove my own work, but that, that was a hot mess, but I used to master my own audio files and I learned a lot about placement of the mic and where to sit and how to be, how to make that sound consistent. Um, and obviously those voice match files 
that we get are super helpful to match whatever, you know, feeling you had when you were reading it so that it pieces in correctly. But yeah, I think the key is like figuring out where you're sitting in the, you know, with the mic yeah. And having a constant setup. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I'm like, you know what? I can't tell my editor. I'm just going to redo that entire intro because I just can't for that one word. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's like I pay attention to where the mic is and stuff like that. I just find it. That's to me. It's like that's where I like, you know, dip my cap to you guys as far as this is why you're the professional and I'm the podcaster. And we're good with that. I'm OK with that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh yeah. man. I mean, yeah. we all have to learn though. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta start somewhere for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can bet that what, if you were to listen to a book that you did five years ago versus what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have thing. so many things to say to myself mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to stop and I'm like, well, you're doing great. Okay. You, everyone has to grow, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? The oh, good yeah. news is, is that I don't still sound like that. <laughs> I know, right? That's that's the thing too. It's like if I had to listen to my stuff and I've had to at times, because when a guest has returned or whatever, and it was like eight years ago when I first started and I'm going, yeah. oh, Vivi, Vivi, Vivi. Exactly, exactly. What oh. were you thinking? No. <laughs> I know. I that's... A couple months ago, I thought it would be fun to like go back and, you know, and it was not fun. And I almost <laughs> sent an email to like the couple authors that I started with. And I was like thinking to myself, I should, I should re-redo, redo these. I should re-record all of this. And I'm like, no, you ding dong. You have time for that. And they probably don't have the budget. <laughs> they were like royalty shares or whatever. I'm like, I'm not re-recording this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that itch is strong, right? As yeah. a, you, I mean, you mentioned you're a perfectionist. So there you go. Yeah. You, you understand that. <laughs> oh yeah. Just, but also wanting to do right by the clients too. You know, you're like, but at exactly. the same time it goes with any skills, whether it's a, you know, a knife, you know, doing chef, you know, chef work or um, engineering stuff, but anything that you learn, it takes, you, you hone that skill and who you yeah. are and developed it five years later, eight years, 10 years or whatever the case is you know, 20, you know, 20 books later versus 200. Mm-hmm. I better see an improvement. <laughs> if not, oh, yeah. If not, let's, let me talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If not, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm nice though. I'm like, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Have that conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. talk. Yeah. About that time. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> So between working and doing these audiobooks and everything else that you do, um, because it's not just the reading of the book, you know, people tend to have that mis- you know, misunderstanding. There's so much more to it. Um, mm. When you're not working, what do you do for fun? Oh, I, I have a lot of loves. I love crafting. I love traveling. I love hiking. Um, I love the beach. And I have an 11 month old, so I hang out with him quite a bit. And he's super fun. Honestly, it's so mad. I'm finding being a mom is really magical. I worked in childcare for 15 years. And for some reason, it was never this magical as it is watching him like grow and develop, you know? And it's been a great lesson as an audiobook narrator too, because he's so present in every moment, you know? The babies, they can't like look forward to anything. He's just, he's where his feet are always. So it's just, it's just, a, it's been beautiful to watch. Can my kid be a hobby? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if 
moving on. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, I love that you, you know, it's a, your love a month in. Um, so you're good. Uh, <laughs> All right. But at the same time, I go, I know that, that, you know, you started this, you know, career prior to having the baby and now you have the baby. So things have had mm-hmm. to shift. You used to be able to do the, the, the job whenever, as long as there was nothing heavy machinery going on outside. Now you have to realize, okay, after he goes to sleep, how much time do mm-hmm. I have? Or, you know, every yeah. and then scheduling that with your husband and all that fun stuff now becomes a lot more work. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing that I, I guess I had heard about, but I wasn't like, I read the statistics about how much they get sick, but like, and obviously it affects me too. So now yeah. we're like buying stock in Zycam. We swab ourselves pretty much every day. It's like a vitamin now <laughs> to take your Zycam. I mean, we're sick every week. It's insane. Obviously oh, yeah. I can't really work if, if we're sick. So it's, yeah. it's special. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you when you in a, uh, when you do the the job, it requires you to have a, a the voice that does. I mean, it's one thing, you know. I think the guys tend to have it more like that whole grovelly morning voice thing, mm-hmm. and and the listeners go goo gaga over it. But it's nasally is not sexy, and nasally is and coughing is not good quality books. <laughs> yeah, especially in romance, you're like, girl, check yourself. It's like that, Monica what Monica from friends when she gets sick. I don't know if you watch friends. Oh yeah. She's like, I'm ready. <laughs> like, no girl. You're ready to go back into your room and get into your PJs. <laughs> That's right. And she's like, come on. No, I'm sexy. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. No, no, that's terrible. No, no. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did actually, I had, we had COVID like six weeks ago and, oh. um, and my voice got super low and I was sending character samples because I was trying not to not to get too far behind to an author. And I was like, Hey, let me know what you think. And I was like, by the way, I have COVID. So it's not going to be this low. And she was like, well, shoot, I actually really like it low. And I was like, okay. That's the other thing. I mean, when it comes down to, I know that when I get sick, my register goes down. And so exactly, exactly. Those, I'm like, a, it's huskier it's a little deeper and you know people say like oh you could I'm like no I'm not doing phone anything thank you bye um right right but that's right. not my norm so once I get healthy I, I won't be able to go that way you know for right. so long so yeah that's oh. right so I was like oh fuck well you need to hire somebody else then because I don't want to tell you like this is mm-hmm. going away <laughs> Or we can plan it around the times that I get sick. Right. Which is every other week. So yes. perfect. I'll get you on the bus. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not fun anyways, because no, you shouldn't have to work that way. <laughs> no, right. Tell my son yeah. that. Stop licking the wheels of our stroller, kid. <laughs> Sorry, you're getting sick. Yeah, that, so, I mean, it used to be back in the now. People, kids nowadays are like very overprotective. Don't lick this. Don't put that in your mouth. Before, parents would be like, "Yes, lick this," and oh, your kid has right. chicken pox here. Sit next to him. Oh um, my god! Because you wanted to get those immunities up and running at a younger age versus older, because that's when it became more an issue. Um, but nowadays, mm. that's kind of frowned upon. Yeah, it's <laughs> just so much. Yeah, I mean, he's sick all the time. I hope his immune system and mine, we're double bolstered. We're going to be amazing. Yeah, that's true. And then again, I'm also like, ah, peopling. Mm-mm. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just going to sit in here. Yeah, no, I'm good. Stay well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this interaction, we're good here. This is, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> 
you are talking constantly in, with words and even maybe do you talk like baby talk to your to your son or is it more like trying to do words um you mean like like baba yeah there's, there's a reason why i'm asking because oh there's no in the sense of like like you work with words all day and so um and also i'm putting it as a parent you you know well, and also i'm like well maybe she does do the baby talk i don't know if that's an account or not but whatever anywho yeah, that's interesting. No, we, t- I mean, we totally do, but we do all kinds of voices. It's weird. I also make up a lot of words. Mm. So I get a lot of head shakes from my husband. He's like, what, where did you even come up with that? We call him beans. I don't know why it is probably a long evolution. And he looks like a beans. Like he's just like that kind of character. Like, mm. I don't know. Really yeah. goofy little like, like stunt man. Um, <laughs> And we live in Queens in New York. And so every time I see him, I'm like, the beans of Queens. And <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, this is not even a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I get the nickname. But- <laughs> my, hu- my husband is, is king of that. We had friends that had their first daughter and it was peanuts. And then they had their uh. second daughter. And then he continues with the nuts. Um, names and it was becomes you know pet you know what uh, I put for I don't even remember anymore but he they, they what were, other nuts can you use that are okay uh, I know yeah pine, yeah pine nut was one of them I go you know and stuff like that um but they had five kids so yeah all girls all uh, the nuts all macadamia the nuts, nuts yep macadamia yep almond you know <laughs> Brazil nuts now we're honey, in show. Mm, yeah that kind of <laughs> no I think he learned his lesson with that though uh <laughs> yeah probably some of them work some of them don't yeah yeah, yeah. god I love nicknames but anyways the reason why I was asking is because my question is like what is your favorite word my favorite word Mm -hmm. that is a really good question I don't know I mean probably if you did like a a a word count on curse words those are probably mostly (laughs) super question the second part is what is your favorite curse word what's your favorite curse word yeah but uh, i mean i'm classic i just go with fuck uh there's nothing really (laughs) nothing really i wish that i had a cool one we were just talking i think before you hit record about coming up with creative curse words i heard recently mother nature and i thought that was pretty funny maybe 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 you're like oh god i've already done all that doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> it's 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 the, the having a uh, being bilingual helps too because when it comes down to some of those Spanish ones, it's almost like yeah, in, in, in Spanish, you know, you say mierda, and so you go miércoles. So you know, it becomes yeah. shit becomes like you know Wednesday again. Translation gets lost in there. Yeah, uh, there's certain things that you can do like that, and or they'll have different you know catchphrases like me cago en diez, like I shit on eight. I don't know. Okay, the translation kills it you know but uh very creative uh on that words but yeah that's where i always tell you know when i ask this question i say what's your favorite word and the second part to that question is what your favorite curse word is so they're two separate things um <laughs> but uh, next time you, don't worry about it. i mean I, yeah. will, I will give you the prep work of that for your favorite word next time you come back on the podcast okay great I'll and i won't that. just jump straight to the curse words yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine <laughs> Being that you obviously have a, a love of music, being a music theater major and all that fun stuff, what song is it that no matter where it comes on, so grocery store, you know, in the car, in anywhere that it comes up when, what's that song that when it comes on, you have to either sing along or, or dance to? Oh, well, 
I really, I love the song Blackbird and like any, I'm not a purist on like any cover of that song, but I don't really dance to that. Probably like anything Jess Glenn, I, uh, yeah, hold my hand. I probably just like, you know, once that beat drops, I am out there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll dance to anything though. I'm I'm really not picky about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just love it when you're like, in the grocery store and they're like in the classic stations and they play something you're going that's on the classic station now shit yeah you're like wow and it's like nirvana you know teen spirit and you're like really (laughs) classic okay Uh. (laughs) oh Oh, my goodness yeah fun times yeah they never (laughs) tell you these things when you're a kid about growing up huh (laughs) right right someday you're gonna have to check your watch yeah. Oh goodness, no! They're like, what's that? <laughs> uh, yeah. What's a DVD? What's a VHS? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. The other day, I was at a. Uh, I I did a. I was at a place where it's known for, in a city where it's known for its vintage and antiques, and they had eight tracks somewhere. I'm like, oh damn, they went old school. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know what eight tracks is, Google it. Okay. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> That's it, because now there's Google, okay? Yes, before you didn't have it, you use it. (laughs) I don't even want to talk to you about what it was like before Google. Oh, my goodness. It's called the Encyclopedia Britannica. (laughs) Right. We had to look things up. Yeah. In paper. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the library. Oh, goodness. Yeah, those microfish. Like, who had an encyclopedia at home? Uh, I don't think we did. Hmm. I think I had one, but it was still an old one, so it probably was outdated at the same time. But I had those really thick dictionaries. Like I had two versions, like mm-hmm. the ones you took to school, and then you had the big mama dictionary. Like oh yeah, fatty that had everything. It was almost like right. a encyclopedia. So yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Now they have and Google, had... <laughs> right? And the dictionaries are online, and you just put it in a search bar. Like you don't even know. I wonder if my son's even gonna know how to look that up. We're gonna have to teach him. Yes, please do. We should buy a dictionary. I'm yeah. gonna Amazon Prime. Look at that. I'm gonna Amazon Prime myself a dictionary. Okay, that, right, like- <laughs> do, so write this down and do it as a parent. Um, the first time that they ever ask you what the, what what does that mean, and you bust out with "look it up." Look, that that look that they give you. Memorize that because oh. the first time I told him, and I go, look it up. Yeah, um, he he said, "What what does that mean?" And I'm like, "Look it up," and they're like, "What?" <laughs> How do I look it up? I'm like, a dictionary. What's that? I'm like, oh my God, go away. Oh, yes. Yeah. Don't, I don't want to touch the book. Yeah. It's like, let's work. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Fun times again. But speaking of fun times, there's one thing I do love to do with you guys as my guest is to play a little game called Two Truths and a Lie, where you tell me three things about yourself. And I got to we, I always say we um because i really hope the listeners are playing along and the listeners <laughs> <laughs> and the listeners and i are going to try to figure out which one's the lie so if you're ready i'm ready okay so tell us your three things okay i was born in brazil i am a certified yoga instructor and i have lived in eight different states oh wow hmm do your listeners get to call in and help you guess I phone a friend. <laughs> I will tell you that that's been on my list of 
I wonder what, how that would work. <laughs> right. Exactly. Live time voting. Yeah. Right. And even if it's technically live, I'm like, okay, between this time and this time, I'm going to be asking that question. So just, you know, here's a zoom, the link to the zoom. Come on in. Right. 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 Yeah, I may have to try that with the patrons just for fun one day, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I have thought about that. Hmm. So we have born in Brazil, certified yoga instructor, and you've lived in eight different States of which from what I know, any one of those three can be possible. <laughs> <laughs> Is the lie that you were born in Brazil? I no, I was born in Brazil. You my were. dad is Brazilian and my mom is American. Wow. Okay. So now we're down to two people. For those that you know did not ask that one, <laughs> <laughs> you are a certified yoga instructor. Is the the lie? No, I am. Oh my god! I'm. Uh. <laughs> I'm an overachiever. I like to be working on something else at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thought because you had already traveled a few, I'm like, at this point, she's traveling for, you know, for the different, you know, theater stuff. She probably has lived in eight states in different times. <laughs> no, but I've only lived in seven and that's oh. a lie. Oh, dun, dun, dun. tricky little. Oh. Tricky. Minx. I love it. Yeah. I'm like this rodeo. Listen, sister. <laughs> Well, it's just details. You you flew by that whole like, yeah, and I was born in Brazil and then I'm a yoga instructor. So I'm like, that's probably, mm, that might be the right. <laughs> but I'm like a small blonde person. So no one would ever guess that I was born in Brazil. Yes, <laughs> and that's honestly a thing that happens all the time. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I like to sh- you know, change things up and I dye my hair blue. So I'm like, try to guess. <laughs> uh, I dare you. I dare you. Well, that's, wow. So that's, so you have not lived in eight. You've lived in seven. Okay, good. That's right. Yep. And you are the overachiever. So you are also, you know, certified in yoga mm-hmm. and your dad's from Brazil. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So are you, do you know then um, Portuguese? I can understand more than I can speak because mm-hmm. I guess in the eighties, my dad was like embarrassed to teach us. Oh. So I know he, he wanted to try to be American, I guess. Yeah. So that's the one thing that my sister and I are both probably our biggest gripe with their mm. parenting. And if that's our biggest gripe, then they did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's definitely something that a lot of um, families back in the eighties suffered with and had to deal with in, in our yeah. household. It was Spanish in the house and English outside the house. So wow. literally as soon as we went over that threshold, it was English. Wow. You know? Um, and then everything inside was Spanish. Huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the best of both worlds, but sad that you also had to, I mean, I guess that's the only way to really learn English super well. Yeah. Too, you, right? you, you want, they wanted us to be immersed and things like that and wanted, to, and we were born yeah. and we were born here in the States. So that's the other right, thing too. Right. They're like, you guys are American and you have to learn what that culture looks like. And I'm like, but I like, wow. I want to know more about Pistampanizado. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Where's like, your family from? Um, my dad was from Cuba. My mom was from Chile and my grandmother, her mother who moved in with us when I was two, um, was from Argentina. Wow. So Mm. many beautiful places. Yeah. So many different ways to get in trouble by saying the wrong word. Because oh, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure, I mean, it, it's, it's different. I think for you, it was a little different for you because you, you had one, you know, dialect that was different from the other one, but my God, when you, one word means different things in different countries. Yeah. Oh, the trouble you can get into. Yeah. <laughs> 
but fun. That sounds like fun. There was, yeah, no, lots of fun, lots of great learnings and stuff like that. But trying to remember who you were talking to as far as parenting and what word can and cannot be used in front of them. So you don't get in trouble, you know, because, you know, like the word coño in, in Cuban is like just saying like, damn it or darn. In Argentina right, and right. Chile, that's like saying fuck, you know, and you didn't wow. want to say coño in front of my mom. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So all that. I didn't stuff. know that. I'm so glad I know that now. Oh, you I'm taking know. notes over here, right? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, even, even the something as simple as the word straw in Spanish huh. can mean literally a straw that you use to, you know, suck the, 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 the liquid into your mouth, or it could mean a sexual part of somebody's body. Bug, the word bug, you know, bicho, it means literally bug, like almost like an unidentified. That's just a bug. You don't know, you know, you don't want to say roach or whatever. There's a bug, but also that also means another sexual parts of the body in a different country in Spanish. And I'm like, well, this is difficult. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It's fun and creative, but, uh, but yeah. So this is also where, you know, as someone, as you know, you're saying you're looking for creative you know, creative ways to say different curse words or yes. how to say differently. Yeah, I can probably give you a list. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to put it on the itinerary yeah. for our uh, Allure conference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So you're going to Allure. Is this going to be your first book signing of sorts convention or this, or, or you've done a couple of other ones? Yeah, this is my first one. <gasps> I'm so, I'm very excited. And I'm excited to do something in person again because I just miss people. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting and fun. I, interesting in a good way, because I, I want to see how the if it, I like almost like running tests, um, because I've been to book conventions in the past that have always been predominantly about the eyeball reading type of books and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, I would be yeah. interested to see now when you add the mix of the audiobook in there and you have the narrators attending and if right. that shifts anything if there's any you know again running experiments in my head you know which lines are longer and why is that <laughs> yeah no I'm curious too because I've you know obviously there's I, I don't I guess I don't really know about like narrator signing so this is pretty in- I, I think it's going to be really interesting yeah. also I'll probably be fangirling over a bunch of the authors anyway so <laughs> And okay, I also, your table. Yeah. And there's a lot of authors that are going to be fangirling over other authors, but also fangirling over you guys as the narrators, because you, they love how you ended up performing their, their stories. And, and it's just so that's, fun. And that's where I'm also going like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what's crazy too, is that like, I, I haven't met, I've only met one author that I've worked with in the past and I've been doing audiobooks for almost 10 years. Right. Yeah. In, in the past, I've only met one author face to face. Can you believe that? Hey, it's- wait, wait, no, two, two authors. Two. Yeah, that's it. But that's it. Everything else is online, email. Yeah, but remember also the whole concept of of the narrator being out in the real world is is also new concepts. I want yeah, to say, yeah. you know, maybe in the past when you first started, it's it's, it's been about five years that it's been significantly more popular. But when you first start. You don't yeah. think about the, the, you know, the social media and the marketing and that aspect of that side of things. You just want to make sure that you pronounce Jaguar the right way. And that's uh, right. <laughs> that's so right. And what? They come out of the booth? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, what? You don't sound like that in real life? Um, Cause there is such a thing as a narrator voice versus real voice. And uh, yes, yes. Yeah, and stuff like that. So it'll be, it'll be fun. Interesting. I'm excited to, 
to get to know a lot of the authors that are, might be new to me, same with some of the narrators that are new to me, but also catch up with some of my old ones. And I'm like, oh my God, I finally get to give you a hug. Um, yeah. Because this is the first of its kind. Usually narrators and the concept of audiobooks are not part of a book signing. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, which is super cool. I'm excited. What a great idea they had. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's coming to know that there was an audience there. I mean, my first question in the past, prior to COVID, I think the last two or three conventions that I went to, when I was talking to the authors, my next question was, so when's the audiobook coming out and who are you casting? Mm. And they were Mm. like, shocked. Like, you read, you do audiobooks? Like, yeah. So like, it's not, it's not these two separate entities. And I think now authors are starting to realize that, that it could be one and align the marketing and connecting and working with and then sharing that they, you know, a reader may not have never picked up an audiobook, but the sound clip that they, that the author shared sounded really good. So I'm going to listen to it. And oh my God, I'm such a fan now of Vanessa and, and things like that. So it's, just yeah, like- it's, and I also didn't realize too, that a lot of people will read it. I like strictly listen to books because my eyes get so tired at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a big fan girl for narrators too. Um, but, but I didn't realize that people actually read the book and they listen to it. Some do. It's also, again, and the, the, the science experiment in me also kind of wants to run like a study, like, do you, A, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen exactly. to the audiobook it's by itself, or do you, B, listen and read at the same time, or do you, C, switch on and off between the two? <laughs> yeah, I want to know the people who can switch on and off between the two. One of my, one of my closest girlfriends, she, I think she maybe listened to her first audiobook, like, I don't know, a couple months ago. And she's like, wait, what? Now I can never read a book again because I feel like I'm missing out on something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, welcome to the wacky world of audiobooks. Yeah. And, and that's have been some readers that they have never picked up another book, you know, unless it's an audio. And then there's been that, that like, oh, it's not coming out in audio for a while. So you're like, do I wait until it comes out in audio? Or do I yeah. pick up the book? But yeah, it's a it's a fun world. But Allure is going to be so much fun. I hope that uh, are you going to any of the parties? Yeah, come on, <laughs> I'm not going all the way there not to go to parties. Just <laughs> <laughs> in line. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the uh, the prohibition one because uh, that's just a, a fun theme to kind of dress up oven and stuff like that and then the the gala I will say I'm a little nervous because I'm doing the red carpet but it's uh but that's also why I'm loving talking to you guys now because I'm gonna be like Vanessa (laughs) that's right and then we'll be best friends that's exciting is it just you doing the red carpet by yourself I am the pod yeah I am the Lord's you know only podcast I'm there you know that that person that will be on the red carpet and I'm like okay I can do this the introvert yeah I know right (laughs) Yeah. And it's one thing to do it like by yourself in a room or even on the phone or whatever, but it's another thing to be like out in the, as you say, out in the wild. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm also, I'm also the girl that, it, that I'm trying to figure out how I can be successful on TikTok because I don't like being in front of the camera. Mm. And it's one of those where I'm going, okay, if I angle myself on this and make it all about you, because really you, people don't want to see me. They want to see you guys. Um, and yeah. all about you, I can probably be off camera completely. <laughs> Right, right. Oh, the, the, oh, the, the, the blue hair. Yes, that's this. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. 
perfect. Perfect. You like pop in every once in a while. Hey, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. But no, that's one of the reasons where I was like, I am going to so have much more fun after talking to you guys um here and getting to know you so I can then bust out with Vanessa. Oh my God, so great to find me. You know, or at that point, the good news is I think the gala is like a day or two after the main event a day. So you know, people will be hanging out with each other a little bit already. The, the nerves yeah. will calm down a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not so much fangirling coming out of me that way too. So be good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can get all, get it all out in the beginning. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I may be nice too and bust out with sending everybody an email saying, okay, guys, I'm not going to ask you who you're wearing because I'm not that girl. I will probably ask you what you're book working on now. So I just have the list ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And speaking of which, before we do go, because um, we can probably talk forever. Can you tell probably. us what, you, <laughs> what you're currently working on that you can share and what's coming up next for you? Yes. So, okay. So I'm cur- I mentioned before, I'm currently narrating like, I don't know, the 20th book of Shandella Vaughn's um, series. Uh, it's called Rotten Witch. So that one's super fun. Talk about changing heroines and different uh characters taking parts uh hers is really fun and then one that just came out yesterday that I'm super excited about this is a new series a new author for me um is Kenley Davidson's uh Faceless Mage which is a new series with Legends of Abrea so I'm doing all four books this summer and the book one just came out yesterday oh it is so good no spicy bits but it's a great romantic all uh, mystery and adventure and fantasy that like is so worth the read. Um, and then I don't know if anyone is a Herrick Chronicle fan, but I just mm. finished two more installments with Laurel Chase and Audio Sorceress. Nice. For those, yeah. So those are duet narrations. Um, yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> like, uh-huh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of those like, okay. And my TV, my TV, um, TVL list is like, Viv, really? I mean, I'm like, what? I'm adding it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I know my list is so long. I'm like, will I ever get through these? Yes, I will. I will get to, sooner or later. I will get to, yep. I'll get to the end. Um, I, I still have years to go. We're good. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for taking the time to hang out with me today. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you and chatting with you. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. And I'm so looking forward to seeing you in person. Me too. It's going to be fun. <laughs> and we will be providing um, you listeners with every of her social media links so you guys can follow her as well. So that way you get to know her better, see what's coming up see if she'll share any of her bloopers i'm just kidding no pressure <laughs> yeah I'll, work, I'll, I'll definitely work on that yeah. <laughs> but i do share all of new releases and what i'm yeah. working on um so i try that's to great. try to be a fangirl for all my authors as well that's awesome thanks for doing that i sometimes like y'all what are you working on i want to know <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> sharing is caring so we'll be including all her links on this episode's post over at viviana enchantress of books and until next time happy listenings thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast patreon special thanks to nixley zenner carol liebner Brittany robinette leiter don darch michelle bastard the audiobook loving podcast has special patreon access levels 
Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shout-outs, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobook loving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.